We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Settle back now, content, comfortable, well-fed, and ready for some fine entertainment. Is everybody happy? Then let's go. It's showtime. Welcome to the Q's Militia Podcast with those two unapologetically biased, orange-blooded homers, Sean and Joe. What's up, Q's Nation? Thanks for tuning in to the Q's Militia Podcast with Sean and Joe. If you like it, please share it. The universal handle for the socials is at Q's Militia. Go there, join the militia. We are the only Syracuse sports podcast centered around giving you, the fans, a voice. Welcome. Happy Tuesday. And yes, it's Tuesday, right? Yes, it is Tuesday. Welcome. Uh, got a little bit of news. Got a news montage, in fact. We'll go over, and then we'll go over some of the Syracuse basketball news. Um, hope everybody's doing well. We've missed you guys. We, I had a packed weekend, so we always, like, plan on doing a Friday or Saturday show. Right. Right. Yeah. Right, right. Well, the weather was nice. Well, the weather was nice, but um, my wife took some extra weekends off. So, um, you know, it's just like I got lazy, to be honest with uh, you. No, QT time with the family. That's not, yeah, that's not bad. Yeah, you know. but I didn't do much of anything. Don't feel bad. Don't. I pretty don't much feel, mowed I mean, the lawn all weekend. That's pretty much all I did. I'm see. Well, I'm trying to help you out here, but you just, <laughs> you just keep committing to the laziness. So I know. I'm, just, I'm done. I know. I'm done. I'm sorry. I do. I, do, I appreciate your pool. Every time I called you, that's what you. I'm just outside, just lounging <laughs> in the pool. I'm sitting here. I don't know if I really want a podcast. I don't know. The weather's really nice. I know. Well, that was that. I wasn't in my pool at that time. I was like half asleep on the outside in a chair and uh, <laughs> with I mean, the beer in your hand. With a beer on the table. I think I was half asleep when you called. I'm like, oh my gosh, most podcast. Saturday. It's nothing against you guys. Nothing at all. No. Love you guys. I just, uh, you know, maybe I was waiting for some more news to fall, I guess. And then it did. And then, um, and then we're like, again. oh crap, we could do two <laughs> episodes now. So anyway, well, uh, let's have at it. What has happened in the Q's world since we last spoke? Well, we are about to find out. Juan Wallace entered the transfer portal. As you well know, a little over two weeks ago, he'll link up with a handful of familiar faces, most notably Sean Lewis, who, who served as the Oranges' co-offensive coordinator for the 2016-17 season before being hired as Kent State University's head coach, according to Stephen Bailey over at Syracuse.com. Uh, also, defensive coordinator Tom Kaufman, who worked with Wallace directly as SU's linebacker coach, will be there as well. Uh, approximately 60, also, according to Stephen Bailey, approximately 65 Syracuse football players have returned to Syracuse for voluntary athletic activities 
Uh, SU Athletics announced this morning, Tuesday, it's unclear which players are back and when the others may join the group. But out of those 65, about half of them have received the Rona tests. No indication of what will happen through a positive test as of yet. It has not been mentioned, according to Nate Mink over at Syracuse.com. Andre Sisco will be tabbed first season, uh, first team preseason All-American. Uh, his 12 interceptions are the most in the country by a returning college football player, which is awesome. I mean, quite, quite honestly, could be one of the best and probably will be his last year if I had to take a gamble on that. In his 22 career games, he also has 125 tackles, 28 passes defended, two forced fumbles, and a fumble recovery. So, some sad news to report, and we all love the Dome. We all love the Carrier Dome. Well, why have officials from Syracuse been announcing some of these um, non-conference games by leaving out Carrier or Dome and replaced with the stadium? The stadium. Well, um, a little, uh, according to Mike Waters over here at Syracuse.com, the facility was purchased by Carrier in 1975 for $2.75 million, which inside the Loud House notes is obviously a bargain basement price, as they put it. So um, the, way, the way that this went was the original story, I guess, goes as they bought this and extended the naming rights in perpetuity. Perpetuity, word of the day. A bond or other security with no fixed maturity date, which means... This, this deal was supposed to be endless, apparently. But it is a sad day. The stadium, I don't know. I don't know. It's going to be tough to get used to for me. And in the great, uh, the words of the great prophet Ozzy Osbourne, I feel unhappy. I am so sad. I've lost the best friend that I ever had. She is my baby. I love her so. But it's too late now. I've let her go. So we're going through changes. Ooh. We're going through changes. Ah, ah, ah. Okay? All right. Uh, Jalen Carey found a spot to land, and he will be part of the Rhode Island team. And uh, we wish him luck. He chose Rhode Island from a number of schools, uh, including Connecticut, Marquette, Creighton, Alabama, and BYU, and most notably, Georgetown. And I think we all know that he wasn't going to choose Georgetown. Whoa, what a slap in the face that would have been. That would have sucked. But we all knew he wouldn't do that. Rhode Island, you got a you got a hell of a guy. Great character. Love Jalen Carey. Wish him the best. Okay. The Q's Juice Montage today is brought to us by Armchair Media and, of course, BetOnline.ag. Listen, BetOnline.ag is the title sponsor for Armchair and also... The sponsor for the Cuse Militia podcast, the title sponsor, that is. BetOnline.ag with NASCAR, UFC, and golf back. By the way, by the way, hats off to NASCAR and UFC for paving the way back to normalcy and saying, you know what, enough of this. Enough of this. We need sports back. Golf is on the way. BetOnline has hundreds of games and events to bet on. Make sure you sign up before the NBA and the MLB season come back later this summer. I, for one, cannot wait for baseball. I don't even usually say that. I cannot wait for baseball. I really can't. Um, just let's get back to it. Let's do it. Uh, they have live and simulated sports as well as a $10,000 Madden Bracket Challenge. You can enter for free. Visit betonline.ag on your computer or mobile device to check out the action. BetOnline is your online wagering solution. Thank you, BetOnline. All right, Joe. So, a lot to go through there. 
But yeah, let's hit it real quick. You remember where I started? Of course you do. You because you were paying attention, right? Oh yeah. Well, it was a lot, <laughs> was and I really lot. wasn't given the script here. So yeah, no, Joe had I no idea. So to, that's right. Uh, remember, uh, students returning. We thought the first. They're here. On uh, the eighth, that was one thing I wasn't expecting. I remember it being the first, I thought, right? So, yeah. Anyways, to come back to eighth, that's getting started. Uh, Andre Cisco. Yeah, um, well, I was worried about that because of just the fact that we're, that was New York State, and who knew when they were gonna or how fast they were gonna yeah, kind of go. So, right. Obviously, taking a week. I mean, that's the kids trying to figure stuff out too. But I'm sure. What else are you supposed to do? Sit around at home or go train and get better, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah, we gotta get, get get together and work together. I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. Oh, I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. <laughs> I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate, how a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word, Broomgate. The NBA Finals are heating up. Looking for hot takes on all the postseason action? The Old Man and the Three, presented by BMW, is the podcast to listen to for the ultimate finals coverage. Host and former NBA sharpshooter J.J. Redick not only has a plugged-in perspective on the action from his time in the league, but he's also announcing the games in real time for ESPN. J.J. has the ultimate insider point of view, and he's taking you along for the ride as he breaks down the best defensive schemes, dunks, and drives from each game. And speaking of incredible drives, there's no better place to tune into your new favorite podcast, The Old Man and the Three, than in a standard-setting BMW. Luxury meets power to create a wholly new driving experience. Push the limits this NBA season with the brand that set the ultimate standard, BMW, the ultimate driving machine. And try to figure this new system out and this new offensive coordinator. Yeah. So, first of all, Juan Wallace transferred. Any Anything to say about that? Kent State, he's going to nah. go there. A couple we'll familiar see, we'll faces. See, we'll... I think it fits. Yeah. Yeah, it fits for him. Uh, especially if he's looking for playing time and stuff like that. So it doesn't matter where you go to school. You can always make the league. Um, so he probably went someplace where he wasn't going to be able to fit the scheme and get that much playing time. And now he's going somewhere where he's got some familiar faces. They know him, and it's probably a good get for, for Kent State. Yeah, I would say so. Probably a great fit for both, really. Yeah, if he wants to play and they want to play him, he's got familiar faces. He's got coaches there he knows. I mean, right. it's it's almost like – you know, it makes well, the transition he, that when, much when easier. He, when he got recruited, he wasn't like a, the likes of Kent State would, wasn't going to get him because he was a more higher ranked player, right? So, and now he's put in his work and he wants to play, and so he's going to go somewhere where he plays, and hopefully he can he can star. Yeah, definitely. The stadium, Joe. What do you think about the stadium? Uh, I mean, nothing lasts forever, right? I know. I've so I've sad, read though. I've read that that uh, that whole thing about like Carrier and that whole. 
you know, the, the, I don't uh, know. It was almost like they didn't know if it, how it was going to work or something, right? I don't know. I just feel like they're so far behind. The Dome has been so far behind, and Syracuse is a university. I mean, I think that we've been a little lucky that we've had, like, Jim Beheim and some of the other coaches that we've had, considering that they can go other places and get a lot more money, you know? And, and I don't think they've taken advantage of the money that you can get from stadiums and advertisement and having certain people there, right? I mean, so, yeah, you're looking at a couple million dollars, you know, f- almost, shoot, uh, 40 years ago. Yeah. You know, so, so I mean, where, like, so where's the money coming in to fund that place, right? So at some point, I mean, I think that it was this, I think maybe they just announced this, but I think once we started getting all these, doing the renovations and getting all this money and stuff like that, it had to come from somewhere, right? It didn't come yeah. from Carrier because Carrier's pretty much gone now i mean i know it's there but it's not the carrier it was in the 70s right and 80s and the carrier we grew up on we've talked about it right yeah yeah so uh i mean again as much as i mean that's an easy battle you can win in in court because at some point i get what you were talking about with it should be it was supposed to last forever and all that kind of stuff but obviously it was a horrible deal and obviously it's we were to me we must have been just (laughs) desperate Hard, yeah, des- desperate to get a name in there to, to get help to get that built, right? And that was what we got ourselves into. But Yeah, so either either get ready to hawk that Carrier Dome memorabilia or save it, you know, because— Yeah, but how much—yeah, no, but at the same time, that's history. Yeah, save it. Oh, absolutely. It, oh, right? I would definitely save it, yeah. It's always going to be the Carrier uh, Dome. There's going to be people our age. Are you going to call it whatever it's going to call it, or is it always going to be— It's going to be the right, Dome to me. It's always going to be, let's go to the, up to the dome. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I yeah. never even said the carrier dome to my friends, right? It's no, like, it's the dome. You're going up to the dome? Yeah. Oh, I'm going, let's go, we're going up to the dome. Meet you at the dome, right? Like, yeah. That's what it is, and it's still going to be. It's not going to be meet you at the stadium. Just I'm going to meet you at the stadium, the guys. How about that? What do you say we go right. up to the stadium? Yeah, no. Right. It's not going to happen. Right. And the amount of money that carrier gave to be the, to be the name of that dome, I mean, I'm sure the Syracuse is gladly, gladly willing to, or whatever – company was going to come i mean we could pay them back and say hey thanks but no thanks yeah and uh, you know what what's up with the um what's up with the 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 carrier dome pieces i am like i was what was it it was friday or saturday night i was sitting around like man where are all the carrier dome pieces i know that they gave a bunch to the 2020 seniors and um thought they were selling some they i know that's what i'm saying Oh. But there's going to be, I mean, we're talking about six acres or something like that of fabric, right? So, I don't know. yeah, I think it was something like that. Anyway, um, it's supposed to be for sale. I heard like, I think some of the older articles said Steiner Sports. And I saw some some stuff on Twitter where some 2020 uh, graduates had theirs already, which is cool. It's cool. Okay. But it's time to put them on the market. It's time to put them on the market. You got to pay for those renovations somehow, right? Yeah. I'm not gonna. I mean, most likely somebody paid to take it out, right? They probably took it down, and there was probably a company that was like, "Oh, I'll take it." Well, yeah, no kidding. I'll take this much off your hands, yeah. But it's not a company that's paying for the dome. I know. Okay. All right. Well, there he is, folks. Beheim's army. Dante Green. Either way, they sold it, probably. What? Either way, they probably yeah, sold it. They uh, did. Okay. Cisco does. Cisco deserves to be on the All American team. Okay. And Jalen Carey, that's a good transfer for him. I was paying attention. Go Good job. proceed. No, you weren't. Uh, all right, Bayheim's army added Dante Green, and I said I didn't see an official announcement from B- 
Beheim's army, but I guess I missed it. So, anyways, my bad for being a little late on that. Um, he pl- he did play in the past for Beheim's army, 2017. That was the final four appearance year in Baltimore, and he, you know, obviously he played what 2007, 2008 season Syracuse, and seven averaged 17.7 points. I looked up, so uh, I don't remember. How many shots he took a game? <laughs> Well, no, I didn't get. I didn't. That's a good point. I didn't look at percentage. What? Just a question. Chucking up fifty. What are we shooting? Twenty five percent. I just, you know, food food for thought. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Um. So, well, we got eight players now. Still not a true center in there, really. But uh, he made the NIT that year, by the way. Yeah. Right. So, uh, and what was that? Was that the? uh, Was that? It wasn't Dayton, was it? No. What year was the Dayton? St. Joe's, right? Temple, I don't know. No. Yeah, Vermont? It was NITs. It was NIT. It wasn't NCAA. We made the oh. NIT that year. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. Um, okay. What, what's up with the attitude today? What's up with what? the attitude? You are in a horrible, pissy mood today. No, I'm not. It's yeah, fine. you are. Bagging on Dante Green. I'm not calling him a ball hog. I didn't say that. You said in my you, mouth. you said that. You said that. You definitely <laughs> said not. that. Um, so, I might have said it in past episodes, but I definitely didn't say it in this episode. Oh, okay, okay, fair enough. Well, let's see. I'm pulling this up now because you piqued my interest. Oh, so here we go. I mean, he's a good player. Forty-one point eight percent from the field. He adds. He adds height, and he adds. He's a veteran presence. Two so. two eighteen for five twenty one. From the field. That's not terrible, Joe, by the way. No, I know. Well, he like it was he, pretty bad. Um, okay, so. buckets. Come on, bro. So, anyway, uh, first commit of the class of 2021, ben, Benny Williams, six foot eight, small forward out of Maryland. He committed. Uh, he's ranked uh, 47th in his class, according to 247 Sports. Uh, Williams picked Syracuse over, again, Georgetown, Maryland, and Miami, which is pretty good. Um, let's see. According to StockRisers.com, Williams said, "I knew the first time I went to their elite camp for my visit. I knew." So, um, that's a good pick for, and I think Dior Johnson called this one too, if I remember right. This is a a good pick for you know a good yeah. recruit for 2021. First one, it's good. You know, you got to figure, oh, yeah. you got to figure, think about going into the 2021 season and what we're gonna have there at small forward. But anything stick out to you with him or 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 what i mean i watch oh, just, his tape I mean, he's, he's just, just a men among boys and you know how that is at that age when right they're they're committing in their junior year like that um yeah no i mean he's got he's six eight one eighty, but you can see his explosiveness he's naturally naturally strong but obviously he needs to put on weight um but you don't need to put on that much as a small forward um especially if you can shoot outside uh he's just a such an explosive player and um He's got another year to go to kind of just get right with some of the things that uh, obviously he's got to work and get better on. It doesn't matter what you are, you know, how good you are, what rank you are. You always got to get better. Uh, and, I mean, you're talking top 50 player in the 10th small forward uh, in the class. So I watched some of his, his film, and he's an explosive player for sure. Um, definitely somebody that uh, – <laughs> That we're gonna like for sure. It's it's funny because like you said, I mean we've talked and had so many. How many times have we had conversations about recruiting the past however many years, right? 
Yeah. And now, you know, all of a sudden it looks like we're starting to, you know, and maybe that's just Coach Autry and, and, and Jerry McNamara. I mean, how... I mean, go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, maybe this is just kind of the what happens when you remove a Mike Hopkins and then you have to force maybe some other player or some other coaches to step up in recruiting and this and that. And you're starting to see Jerry and coach Autry, uh, get some of these guys. And, um, it's definitely promising for sure. I mean, especially when you have Dior Johnson at 2022 and then Benny Williams, he's just, I mean, he would have been our highest ranked recruit last year in a class, um, with Quincy Guerrier and, and uh, Godine was up there as well, but he would have been higher rated than that. So, um, and he's going to be higher rated than anybody, any recruit this year too, with Kadari Richardson and everything like that. So he's going to be as far as right now. I mean, obviously there's only one commit in the next year's class, but right now I mean, he's the best commit that we've had in the last, it's going to be best commit in three years when it comes down to it and he actually comes. Yeah, well, how much of that do you think has to do with just getting is, – is the recovery from sanctions and stuff like that, is, is the recovery that well, – does it take that long? You got to wonder a little bit. I mean, I don't know because we're looking at what? Going into, going into our fourth season without Mike Hopkins, right? Yes. Something I think yes. I think so. yes, yes. So you're He's looking close. at the fourth yeah. season going into there. You got Jerry stepping up, and and Coach Autry stepping up to fill in some of that role. I mean, you add the sanctions on the on the front end of that, and you got. Right. I mean, it just it probably just takes that long to get these things together. I mean, you know, we got what uh, we'll talk about the next one here in a minute, but you've got <clears throat> one of the biggest gripes from. One of the biggest gripes from fans over the past, gosh, I mean, going on five, six years, especially since Coach Hopkins left, is that they can't recruit. They can't recruit. And you hear it so much, and you see what we're getting, and you want to stay positive and be like, no, they can recruit. You know, it's this, that, or the other. But at some point, it was just, you know, I mean, I was even questioning. I'm like, man, what's going on with recruiting? This is tough. Right. It was getting brutal. Yeah. Well, I mean, with our uh, again, with recruiting, when we had Hopkins and we were going through that whole sanctions deal, we were getting the likes of the Malachi Richardson's, Tyler Lydon's, Tyus Battle. Ah. The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car selling command center. Thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. 
They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. Well, shape, you know, shaper set, you know, Frank Howard's in there a little bit. But we were getting, you know, we weren't, the classes weren't as big. So we didn't have the depth to create, you know, those juniors and seniors that you can really rely on and have experience and depth in your, in your uh, rotation. Um, what we were doing was we were relying a lot of times on a five, six, seven man rotation. I mean, you remember how many oh, yeah. minutes so a lot of those starters were playing 30 plus minutes, 32, 34, 35 plus minutes every single game. So that's what we relied on. And we had a solid top five because we were still recruiting well. It's just we couldn't we couldn't get that base behind, you know, so we weren't getting big recruiting classes. We were just hitting on the right ones that we needed to keep us competitive. Basically. Right? Yeah. Mm hmm. And then it became a point where we lost Hopkins. You know, we didn't have it. And what we had to go on, we had to get two graduate seniors to come in and, and try to help a team. And, and and then it's been pretty much just a rebuild from there because then we started to be able to uh, – our recruits opened back up, and, and now we were getting four and five uh, class guys again. So I think we're back, you know, on an upward tra- trajectory to where we needed to be or where we were. Uh, before the sanctions um and we've still stayed relatively competitive during that whole time so it's pretty impressive how how we did get to i mean there's a lot of teams that could have not done what we did during the sanctions and during that time yeah i mean what two final four runs um right was it was it wasn't it two i don't think it was two was it not two are we sure pretty sure it was just one uh, either way, still impressive. You know, we had some years that were not impressive. The the Gillen White year was but was, how, but, but was it, great but on the, paper, but just but in mid in the midst of sanctions, bringing in graduate transfers to come in and star on a team. Well, do you like, you don't you almost don't have a choice. But amongst all that, amidst all that, we were still what on the bubble. There was some we were on great, the bubble. I mean, yeah, there was some great. You remember when we knocked when we talk, when we had we did that thing with Geo. About the top ten, top fifth, you know, top ten SU moments in the last, you know, twenty yeah, was, years or whatever. It was sixteen, like, yeah. Right. So how many of those games? You know, I know we brought up the Gillen NC State game, the Gillen beaten Duke. I mean, as bad as you know, we didn't make the NCAA tournament. It was we still won some 
there were some great games, and they still brought some excitement. We had some big wins that year. What what year were the sanctions? What, when did 14, they start? 14, wasn't it? When they started, it was the year that they put themselves on that um, postseason probation. The year it was Rakeem Christmas's last, uh, senior season. Okay. All right, moving on. Got another one. These two are back-to-back. Uh, Frank Anselm, he's going to join Kadari Richmond and Woody Newton in the 2020 class coming in. So we got three. Uh, three freshmen coming in this year, a 6'10 center out of California. He committed to Syracuse, and according to our buddy James over at Noon's Magician, initially a member of the 2021 class. Anselm reclassified and moved up to 2020. He picked the orange over Georgia, New Mexico, San Diego State. And uh, I, I, I reached out to James, and I asked why <clears throat> he moved up or whatever, and he just – he, sometimes they're just able to work it out, but I guess the details weren't really, weren't really, you know, given on it, you know. And right. so, anyway, James said James was basically like, you know, kids, kids that are eager to get in, are, are they're going to find a way a lot of times to be able to get in, and he did, and so, um, you know, he's a good fit for the zone. I think James did a piece on this too, so you can check that. In fact, yeah. I think I shared char- I shared that on Facebook. It was the last thing I shared. So. Um, you know, he's he's a big dude. He's got I think he's got seven six ten, right? But his wingspan is like seven five. Yeah. So I mean it's just huge. And him playing down there um is gonna be is gonna be a probably wreak some havoc on on defense for sure. It's gonna probably be a good fit. So he did say, according to rivals.com, he said um he was asked why he picked the cues by Dan McDonald, he said, because there is no one with my skills on the roster. Also, it's the best basketball conference in America. If I work hard, I can be a first-round pick in two years. So there's his – those are his plans, okay? So looking to get into the NBA after his sophomore year. Now, I also read, and I can't remember where, and I did try to find it to give credit, but it was in passing just one day. I wasn't putting a show together, but – I had read that, you know, the coaches were pretty forthright with him about, you know, playing time in his freshman year. So um, probably not going to get a lot of, you know, burn there. But he's um, he's a confident kid, man. And, you know, he does have the size and coming in a year early, I guess, you know, you got to one. I don't know. I don't know. You know, see, I don't ever want to question any of these kids decisions on that end. But, you know, an extra year in high school does a body good. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, you're right. And he could have. But he's obviously eager to move his life forward. And obviously, I mean, he's still graduating high school, going to college. So um, he's just doing a little bit faster. Right. So maybe that gives him a chance to be able to come in and adapt to college life and kind of get a, a good head start on the, on the academic side of it and then actually learn how to, you know, that's a lot of times that's what the reason that, that players do redshirt both football and basketball. There's some players that probably could actually help if all they went to college to do was do that one thing. Right. But then you add in the social life, you add in being away from home, you add in having to do classes and just learning how to navigate at a college somewhere. Right. Like, Sometimes that that kind of hinders their growth on the field or on the court, right? So um, it's all really on how he handles it. And him leaving early 
jumping up a class, coming to Syracuse, and then being told by Jim Beheim, I also heard the same thing, uh, that he's not guaranteed any minutes. Um, just a year like that, I mean, think about it. He could have spent a whole another year in, in high school, but Syracuse wants him, so he can still go there. He can adapt. He can get ready. He can learn the team, compete with the team, get bigger, faster, stronger, and uh, that would be all more the better, especially considering that we have Sidibe and uh, Dolzhai, who are both seniors this year. And I'm not so sure if this guy's a natural center. I mean, obviously he could be, and I don't know. Maybe he he'll use him there. But if he can, if he can, he. So where I where I heard what he talked about as far as coaches and talking to him about min, uh, minutes and stuff. There's uh, you go to YouTube. He was on a podcast, I believe. I believe it was a podcast. It's the front office is what it's called. But um, I believe that's what it's called. Uh, just YouTube search Frank Anselm uh, basketball. It'll pop up, and he's on there six, seven minutes, and they got an interview in there about where he's revealing, where he's going to school, and they talk a little bit about it. Um, and he talks about that, and he talks about how how he wants to be able to work on his um, outside game um, to be able to be a stretch guy. So if this guy can be a stretch four, and we actually have legit centers because we do have a lot of younger centers underneath Sadibi, right? So if – those work those guys work out and this guy can prove to be a power forward type like a warwick and maybe even be able to shoot outside shots maybe even a three-pointer at some point I mean, yeah he'd be a very I, very dangerous player that's true but in when he mean when he says work on it that's what i heard like he really needs to work on it he's he's, he's more of a defensive fit for the zone oh, right yes, now definitely a yeah. defensive fit for sure and i mean he's got ball skills down low and everything like that but uh I mean, yeah, he's, what's killed us? What's really killed us the past couple years? What's really killed us? Defense. We're, we're rebounding mostly. Well, yeah. Right. Offensive rebounding yeah. has killed us a lot. A lot of down the core one and done stuff. And before, I mean, look, I'm not a freaking expert, but we need someone that can get out and rebound, be in the right spot at the right time. That's what I'm right. looking for. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like, get back to those days where we used to get those offensive rebounds and reset or just stuff it back home or do some, you know, some right. kind of pass and down low and, and just set someone up. You know, that stuff, that's the old school Syracuse basketball. Well, then that's where I think they're trying to get back to now that they can get those those scholarships. They have the, all the scholarships to develop players, right? They can bring these guys in. I mean, imagine you can have a situation where, you know, two years from now, you got a Kadari Richmond you know, a six seven up front, up top as a guard, and then you could have. Uh, oh, you can Frank go huge! Ans you can go huge. Frank Frank Anselm on one wing, Benny Williams on another wing. That's and then you have Jesse Edwards, a senior Jesse Edwards, or a junior John Bolajak, that are both six six ten, six eleven, seven foot, with a six ten forward Anselm and a, a six eight. Uh, small forward Benny Williams. I mean, that's going back old school, like size, like we had against 2003, right? With Mello and Warwick and Fourth and them. So, uh, we got, I think we got to get back to being able to get um, those traditional type of guys. You know, I think recently we've had guys like, I mean, I know Dolzhai, he's a little bit taller, right? So I mean, we have had a little bit of height. But what's that? Six ten, I think. Right, Dolzhai. Right, but we've had smaller, small. We, we need muscle, though. Let's be honest. Well, that's we need, kind we, of, yeah. I we mean, need some muscle yeah. down there. I mean, that's kind of been, you know, what's Dolzhai, 6'10", 195? Well, muscle in that position. Muscle yeah. in that position, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah, mean, yeah. Craig Forth wasn't great, didn't get us, I mean, as far as getting a lot of points and stuff, but he was great on defense. 
and he was great with picks, and he was just yeah, like, he was not a small he was guy, so- and he was solid. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. So, um, I don't think it matters as much when you get to the small forward position and everything like that. Uh, but even when you look at the, some of the small forward guys that we've had playing there with Elijah Hughes, you know, I mean, even ben, Benny Williams is taller than a lot of the small forwards that have been playing down at the wing the past couple of years. So, um, yeah, and don't don't forget get... too, we got two years, and we don't know when it's going to start. But Alan Griffin too. So you look at when you look at next year's team. At this point, I mean, I mean, it feels I feel really good about that. And, yeah, and it's been a minute for real since I've felt really good about an incoming Syracuse team. And you got a transfer that's got two years of eligibility. I think that kid's gonna be a star. You know, a part of me almost hopes. You put it this way: it's a win-win for Syracuse, whether he has to sit out or whether he can play right away. There's no, there's really no bad situation there. I mean, he's only going to be that much better if he had to sit out and got to practice with the team all year. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's a win-win. That's how I look at it. So, um, I want him to play because I think he's going to be a fan favorite, and I think he's a talented dude, and I want to see him. But, you know, if he's got to sit out, I mean, he's you know, it is what it is. I'm not going to get too yeah. upset about it. Well, I mean, again, we have those upperclassmen big guys coming in. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. So talking about you're gonna have Buddy and Joe coming back. So there's a lot of spots still available for minutes. I mean, I mean those are you your could, starters, but you could have Buddy Senior, Joe Junior. Right. Yeah. Joe Junior. And um, Alan Griffin Junior. One year. You know what I mean? So oh, yeah. There's so many. We don't really know. No, I mean, we I don't know. Best, but I'm just saying. Case, Best case scenario for this year, and I think that again, I know I read something about um, I don't know exact the exact player, but there's a player that transferred back to his home state in California. I think it was UCLA or USC, and he got granted his waiver because he said he wanted to live closer to home because of the the virus and everything, you know. So, um, you know, right, hopefully right. that's something to Alan Griffin, you know, because he only lives his hometown is three hours away from where Syracuse is. So hopefully that works to our advantage. But again, and we've seen, we've seen multiple times when these players from other schools, they get granted these waivers and then we put in the same ones and we don't get them. So, but I'll tell you what, I'm still praying and I'm still hoping and wishing Alan Griffin hopefully can play this year. And Chris Bleich can hopefully play this year for the football team on that offensive line, solidify that, that baby. And, I would be very, very happy with the NCAA. It's hard for me to think that they couldn't do it during time during these times, right? I mean, there's especially with the way last year ended and everything like that. It just seems, I mean, I don't know. It seems like the right thing to do, but it's NCAA and they never do the right thing because they suck. <sighs> they do it. They do it by accident. <laughs> That's the truth. That's the truth. <laughs> right? Uh, so. y- yeah. No. Totally, dude. They suck can't stand the NCAA. Uh, oh, dude, there's just no rhyme or reason. No, you know, there's no rhyme or reason. reason there's, there's, there's don't get me wrong. Poli- it helped, it's all politics in there. Get in, might have helped Syracuse get in a couple of years. Who knows who's behind closed doors pulling the strings of that marionette, right? But at the, at the end of the day, um, we, I mean, there's some times where we've been screwed, but there's been some times where we didn't think we were going to make the NCAA tournament recently, and we have. So 
Uh, you just never really know. But again, I just it seems to me like we just never get these these transfer waivers, these hardship waivers, or getting an extra year because of medical or something. You know what I mean? Like, just feel like we never get those. Yeah, I know. I feel you. It's you 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 feel like we never get those for a reason, right? No, I don't know the reason. That's the problem. No, is for a reason. You NCAA. feel like that for a reason. And the reason is because we never get those. Well, yeah, but the NCA, they're just not transparent about anything. So there's no rhyme or reason. Yeah. Anything that's, you know, you can try to put logic into trying to guess what the NCA is going to do or predict what the NCA is going to do on a decision. But who knows, dude? <laughs> You'd have no idea. Yeah. No, I know. Um, all right. Look, <clears throat> real quick. One more time. I just got to. I got to ingrain it in your head and and I have, I'm I'm sorry not sorry about it actually. So, um, Armchair Media and the Q's Militia Podcast title sponsor is betonline.ag. Please go there. Got NASCAR, you got UFC, you got golf back betonline um, with hundreds of games and events to bet on. And make sure you sign up before the NBA and the MLB come back later this summer. They have uh, simulated sports as well. $10,000 Madden Bracket Challenge. You can enter for free. Visit betonline.ag now. On your computer or mobile device, check out the action. BetOnline is your online wagering solution. And this show, obviously, is distributed by Armchair Media. And it is powered by betonline.ag. Joe, any final thoughts? No, man. Just... Get out of your pool on the weekends, bro. Dude, <sighs> I, I'm all about, you know, you know what? Know what I would like to do? And I, I, I say that, well, I don't know if I have said this on, on the air, but we've talked about it. We need to do another call-in show, and we need to do it where this is how it's going to work if anyone's still listening. How it would work, Joe, and you tell me what you think. I don't know if I've run this by you, but this is how it would work. And we do it at night, so it's like, you know, it's at night. So I'm not always in the pool at night. But anyway, you do it where we put it out. We set it up. We put – shut up. We, we put it out. We set it up so that way, you know, when we're ready, we do it from 8 to 9. And from 8 to 9, you DM us your contact. We call you so that way you guaranteed on. Because the last time we did this, it was like people calling and calling and calling – and yeah. I couldn't get to them. I don't have caller ID ver- via the Skype phone number, which is what that is that you yeah. call. And and so I couldn't get to them. So we only yeah, got to like four of them. Guy running the phones like, please hold. Yeah, right. No, yeah, we ain't got yeah. none of that. We don't got none of that. That guy that none runs that. the phones and, and would say, please hold is me. So maybe we could set it up and do it from, you know, this time to this time. Have you DM us on Facebook or Twitter and give us your contacts. And we'll call you. We'll call you, and we can um, we can yeah. do it like that. It'll be easier. I think it can be tweaked a little bit, but I like it better than the other one, yeah. Right? Yeah, it can be tweaked a little bit. I mean, maybe some people aren't comfortable with Joe knowing their number, and I don't blame them. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean. I don't blame them at all. Let's be honest. Let's be you <laughs> pretty much handle the socials, so everyone pretty much knows I'm not going to look at See phone it? numbers or anything. So. Uh, yeah. Why much. would I? Why? Why? Uh, why? All right, that's all I got. That's all I got. I wanna, I wanna thank everybody for tuning in, especially if you're still listening. God bless you, people. God bless you. 
look, stay safe. Love you guys. Um, thanks, Armchair. Thanks, betonline.ag for Joe. I'm Sean. We're out. Peace. Thanks for listening to the Q's Militia Podcast, the fan's voice with Sean and Joe.